This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Every year, the approach to Christmas is always filled with tacky things. I'm not talking about ugly sweaters, either. I mean, the commercialization of Christmas is the most obvious example of a gross and tacky demeaning of the second holiest day of the year, according to the faith. The holiest day being Easter, of course. But we're used to that tackiness, since it usually comes from the world and not from inside the church. But this year, we're seeing tackiness and worse coming straight from within the church and it certainly has an Amazon face to it. So brace yourselves because today's video is going to show just how far the rot of idolatry has gotten into the church. I hope you have a strong stomach. My apologies in advance for showing you this on Christmas Eve. Let's get into this. First, the news of the bad. We've heard numerous stories already during Advent that there have been gross Christmas displays in parishes around the Western world. None of that is really all that surprising or even newsworthy. We even have a report of our blessed Lord being depicted as a predator by, probably, Satanists in positions of power in the secular Roman government. That's not surprising either, and unfortunately, or maybe fortunately, I won't be showing that image to those watching a video version of this because there are limits to what I'm willing to do. But our story today comes from not Francis or the Jesuit Church, although I do have something from Francis to finish this up today, but this story comes from the Franciscans, specifically from Franciscans International. No, these are not habit-wearing religious. Here's who they are from their own about page on their nonprofit website. Franciscans International, FI, is a nonprofit international, non-governmental human rights organization established in 1989. Its staff consists of professionals of diverse backgrounds working to translate grassroots voices in human rights advocacy action at the United Nations level. Franciscans International seeks to promote and protect human rights and environmental justice. Our vision, a global community in which the dignity of every human person is respected, resources are shared equitably, the environment is sustained, and nations and peoples live in peace. Our mission. Using a rights-based approach, FI advocates at the UN for the protection of human dignity and environmental justice. What we do. Since its establishment in 1989, Franciscans International uses advocacy as a tool to combat and curb human rights abuses. FI works to reclaim the central role of human rights in the formulation and framing of international and national public policies. We believe human rights standards must be at the heart of all political processes, in particular of those related to international development, the environment, and security. FI's advocacy work consists of three main objectives. Influencing policymakers to bring about concrete change, denouncing human rights abuses, raising awarenesses about them, mobilizing partners to participate in decisions that affect them. End quote. I only read that so you would understand that these guys are not a religious organization so so much. So you may be wondering why I bothered to read that to you, but here's the thing. As the name implies, FI is a Catholic organization. I could go further into their funding and all that, but I, I don't think it's that important, honestly. 
There are a lot of allegedly Catholic nonprofits that make no mention of the faith on their websites, and for the sake of the 30 pieces of silver offered by the world, they operate as secular organizations. So let's cut to the chase. They sent out a Christmas card to their supporters. Yeah, they did that. And here it is. For those listening on an audio-only platform like Apple Podcasts or Spotify, the picture is pretty straightforward. An image of Our Lady and, of course, Packy Mommy on the screen together, reminiscent of the visitation. That just absolutely blows my mind. But here's the text of the so-called Christmas message from Franciscans International. Quote, All real living is meeting. Martin Buber. In the context of the Nativity, Luke tells us about the meeting between Mary and her cousin Elizabeth. The two women, both expecting a child, meet each other with attentiveness and sensitivity. The opening of the Synod, Pope Francis asked us to approach the peoples of the Amazon on our tiptoes. In this picture, you see Mary, who we honor as the New Eve, or Mother of Life, together with Pacamama, who some indigenous people honor as the Earth Mother. Francis of Assisi, too, describes the Earth as our mother in the canticle. Celebrate Christmas. I wish that we approach God and each other on our tiptoes so that we experience in these meetings the real living. On behalf of Franciscans International, Marcus Hines, OFM, Executive Director. End quote. And I have to say that's pretty bold and honestly it's pretty tacky too. The blindness of people to the pagan idolatry we saw at the Amazon Synod is truly breathtaking. And the brazenness that they've displayed since embracing paganism at the Synod never ceases to amaze me. Now, they put the demon goddess in a Christmas message sent to supporters of their nonprofit work. It's probably not all that surprising once you understand that the UN has been pushing Packy Mommy for a while now, as has some of the secular propaganda outlets like Netflix. Well, yes, I'm serious. They actually, Netflix has been pushing this too. Still, seeing this on a nominally Catholic website will not cease to be surprising to me. It's a blasphemous attack on the faith in Our Lady, since these maniacs tried to equate Packy Mommy with the Blessed Virgin Mary. I try not to think that these people are too stupid to see that, but often I'm left wondering if the only options to understanding this problem are stupidity or their faith being truly placed in men and ideologies, like social justice and modernism and progressivism and the rest. I don't know what the answer is to that, except that whenever you see a display of that demon idol, you're not seeing the Catholic faith. The very best, you're seeing an erroneous bastardization of the faith, and that is, of course, deeply sinful itself. But that's not the only mind-bogglingly bad Christmas message this year. I've saved the best for last, or maybe the worst for last, and it comes from who else but Francis himself. He gave his annual Christmas address to the Roman Curia recently, and as always seems to be the case, he didn't shy away from sparking controversy. In fact, what he said was so out there that you'd think he gave this address on an airplane to journalists, but no, it was given to the Roman Curia in the Vatican. There are a number of quotes from his address that'll give you, that'll give you an idea where his head and heart are at. For example, he quoted the late Cardinal Martini, the godfather of the St. Gallen Mafia, when he said, quote, The church is 200 years behind the times. Why is she not shaken up? Are we afraid? Fear instead of courage. Yet faith is this church's foundation, end quote. 200 years behind the times. It's actually oddly very, that's a very oddly specific time frame. But yeah, the church is behind the times, according to him. That's the equivalent of him making the current year argument that we see so much in secular leftist activism. And it's kind of nauseating when we see it in the secular world, but especially nauseating when we see it coming from within the church. He actually had a lot of these quotes, some of them frankly incomprehensible. I won't waste your time with a lot of them, but here's another one. Quote, Let us always remember that behind every form of rigidity lies some form of imbalance. Rigidity and imbalance feed one another in a vicious circle. This temptation of rigidity has become extremely real. End quote. 
Yes, just days before the Christmas Holy Day, we have another attack on rigidity, which is it's just an attack on those priests and laity who wish to protect the faith and its sacred tradition. I suppose he can't help himself, as more and more people are seeking the traditional faith now, and all reports are that this has him deeply worried. But I can't help but ask myself, why at Christmas? Why at such a sacred and beautiful time of the year? You know, Pope Pius XII had the perfect response to all of this. It's almost like he saw this coming. Being the last pope for the Second Vatican Council, he absolutely had to have seen this coming, as he was surrounded by modernists, especially in his latter days when he was practically an invalid. He warned us, quote, Taking therefore the words of Christ and of the Apostle Paul as a strict rule, should not one say that the church of today is rather inclined to more to indulgence than to severity? It so happens that the accusations of oppressive rigidity made against the church by the new morality in reality attacks in the first place the adorable person of Christ himself. End quote. According to Pius XII, attacks on rigidity are attacks on our Lord himself. That's not hard to understand. I mean, after all, our Lord said, If you love me, keep my commandments, among which are to go forth and sin no more, and to love our neighbor, which combined requires us to tell our neighbors when they are sinning and to warn them of the consequences of that. That sounds like something that would be condemned as rigidity today. You're not alone in thinking that. We're so often told to accompany people instead of witnessing to them the truth of salvation and the truth of the consequences of sin. That is the situation we are in today, and it's always made all the more disturbing when those attacks come from the man who is supposed to defend and teach the faith with the greatest fervor. When these kinds of accusations come from the likes of Pastor Jimmy Martin of the Jesuit Church, we all just roll our eyes and ignore him. I mean, come on, because a man who is likely as wrapped up to some degree in the sin he himself preaches is already understood to be toxic by many of the faithful. But coming from Francis, it's a very different problem entirely, and especially at Christmas, it seems all the more toxic. Francis's Christmas message was full of rhetoric extolling the need for the church to change. Here's a final quote. Quote, it is our duty to appreciate history in order to build a future that has the solid foundations, that has roots and therefore can be fruitful. Appealing to memory does not mean anchoring oneself in self-preservation, but recalling the life and vitality of a path in continuous development. Memory is not static, it is dynamic. By its very nature, it implies movement. End quote. I don't understand what any of that has to do with the faith, honestly. His Christmas message was filled with this kind of talk, as well as references to his own document, Evangelii Gaudium, which he called the most important document for the spreading of the gospel today. This talk of staticness being rigid and rigidity is best understood in the most obvious way. That the church must change itself, and that it must accompany the world instead of calling it to conversion. Again, not to call it for the world's conversion to the faith. He made that clear not long after this address when he told members of the laity that we are not to call for members of the, of the other so-called Abrahamic religions to convert to the faith. So what is he calling for in his Christmas address? I suspect that he's calling for the church to be more in tune with the world. His call for an eco-conversion is illustrative here. Whatever his intention, we are truly only called for one thing this Christmas and every single day of our lives, to hold steadfast to all that Christ taught us, to paraphrase our Lord himself. So stay rigid, cling to the faith, and keep praying for the church and for Francis. Thanks for listening. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.